What's happening to you these days? Having lots of fun? Believe me, I know some folks that are in for some fun. Pardon me. Would you have any gray coupon? I want my MTV. Hey, where's the beat? Does Barry Manilow know that you raided wardrobe? Mr. Gorbachev tears down this wall. Oh, gnarly! Are you telling me you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? But it's only authentic if it says members only right here. Live from Members Only Studios, welcome to Living in the 80s, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything having to do with the 1980s. The best, the best that we, we read. read. Come on, man. Hey, hey, hey. Let's try it again. The... The, no, not with you. I, remember, I thought last week we said we're going to do one at a time. Remember? We did. Okay. We did. Okay. Well, who oh, says sh- you should sh- be the one? It was my week. It's my week. Kevin did last week. Go ahead. Okay. No, okay. The best. Do I, my week. I hate you so much right now. The best that we remember. I got it in. I got it in. Wow. Wow. That's a lot of competition. Okay. I can't wait till you try it next time. I can't okay. wait. You know, it, it, it's like sitting um, with a group of brothers. It literally what, is. I swear. It's like it's picking each other yep, in. Exactly. So, smother each other in our sleep. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yes, the best that we remember it. So, this week we are going to be talking about the career, the illustrious career of definitely the biggest. Producer, director, filmmaker of the 1980s, Steven Spielberg. Woohoo! Yeah. So we have not, we have never done anything as far as spotlighting a you know a filmmaker before. But I mean, this is the only time we'll probably do it because nobody else in the 80s is worthy of these accolades. Ron Howard. Well, Ron Howard would be. Maybe we'll talk about sometime. George Lucas. So would you stop? Not in the eight. And the eight. Yeah, he had three films. And get on board, well, I bro. guess I guess he did have that whole Indiana Jones thing. I guess he was okay. Maybe we'll do that. Probably not. <laughs> if we did, we'd have to have Pites Meyer on with us or something. Yeah, absolutely. Why don't we? George Lucas. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should. That's a great idea. Yeah, great idea. Place so Matt. Jason. Replace Easy. Matt. Wow. Hey. Replace wow. him with someone knowledgeable? Yeah. Wow. What trying to say? Somebody hey. prepared. Pure energy. Somebody without wishing. <laughs> Pure energy. Pure energy. P.E., right. baby. <laughs> okay, before we get to that, we're going to do a little thing we like to call... 80s Rewind. Joining us for the first time, this is the part of the podcast where we go back in time, so to speak, and maybe we heard a song, saw a movie commercial something came up that reminded us of the 80s maybe something reminded us of a place we used to eat at or something kevin talk to us about your 80s rewind moment please all right so last week we talked about uh before they were stars and i had mentioned michael j fox and his first big role was in a movie from 1982 called 1984 which uh i said was on tubi and i hadn't seen it so i went and watched it and uh i have to say it wasn't quite what I was expecting. It's kind of like this real uh, exploitation film about the future of what schools are going to be like. And it's like they had to go through metal detectors and and there were gangs in the school. Kind of it's pretty, pretty, pretty accurate. It's pretty accurate. <laughs> now that I think about it. Yeah. And really dark movie. And there's a new teacher that's come on, uh, come to the school and he's having to deal with these gangs and, and the violence in the school. And one of the kids in the class who's not in the gang is... Michael J. Fox. He's credited as Michael Fox in this movie. Um, 
he's he's kind of got a chunky little neck and kind of a bowl haircut. Wouldn't stand out if someone said one of these actors in this movie is going to become a star. Which one is it going to be? I probably would not have picked him. I, I just no. he just didn't stand out. He does he does have like maybe fifteen minutes of screen time. He has, he has a pivotal part in the movie, but uh, yeah, I mean a month after this movie comes out, he's he's Family Ties starts on uh, on TV, and it's just hard to believe that. What I saw in that movie was going to, you know, three years later be in Back to the Future. It's just quite quite a transformation in a short period of time. But, yeah, very violent movie, which, like I said, I wasn't expecting. Um, and I guess found out that this movie was actually banned in several countries. And the U.K. cut out a lot of the minutes that were, were violent. So uh, if, you, if you want to check it out, go ahead. But it, uh, I'll warn you that it, is, it, is, it does have some, some pretty violent scenes in it. So I have seen this movie, and yes, it is very violent. There's some very disturbing, yeah. a couple very disturbing things in there. You're thinking, holy cow, what's going on? Yeah. So I did a little bit of research here, mm-hmm. just as you were talking. Yeah. Just kind of looking at the timeline between Class of 1984, the movie, and then Family Ties starting. So Family Ties had its first episode air date was September 22nd, 1982. Class of 1984 was released, according to this here, June 3rd, 1983. So this is after Family Ties. It says it's made in 1982, but according to Rotten Tomatoes here, it was released June 3rd, 1983 in Canada. I think that's when it was released in Canada, but it was released in August of 1982 here in the United States. So okay, um, I, I so guess it was made in Canada. Okay, oh man, yeah. got some violent schools up there. It, it was filmed in Toronto. Oh, so either way, uh, it was around that time. Yeah, so, yeah. It was it. So either yeah, you're right. So here we got Michael J. Fox. Like you said, you would never pick him out. Like who's gonna be a major star here? Right, right. Who's I would have probably guy? thought the main bully would be the major yeah. star. He kinda had the look, you know. Yeah. And he, he did play the, the good eighties movie jerk. Like kinda had that look like Johnny Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He kinda had that, that blonde hair thing going on. Right. And it was Tim Van Patten. Uh, so yeah, nice. Mike, I know you've put a lot of study and effort and energy into your moment here. I always do. Of course. Like Matt, I come well prepared every single week. I'm sick of this, sorry. (laughs) Okay, so my 80s rewind was, I wasn't feeling very well last week. So my wife and I are talking, okay, when we were kids, you know, what would your parents do when you were sick? You know, what what was some of the medicines or what was the cure-all back in the day? So we're talking about just the horrible (laughs) Alka-Seltzer that you would have to drink that was just awful. But you'd also have some positives. You'd get a little 7-Up or my mom would give me some Reese cups. But the cure-all for me was Vicks. Uh, the vapor rub on the chest? With a little vapor rub on the chest. You had the snot rocket. You know, oh, yeah. You remember those? Oh, yeah. uh, what were those called? Um, snot rocket. Yeah. <laughs> you, you showed up your nose and had that little hole, like a, uh-huh. a menthol like a or whatever, just fired up in your brain. And, yeah. yeah, you don't see that anymore. Yeah. I don't know why. Huh. Kids discovered that today they'd be like, oh yeah. Right, right. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what do we do with so this? So the snot rocket is your your moment? Yes, it is. There you go. 
First time medicine's been used as See, a 83 I bring an angle to this show that nobody else does. That's, that's for sure. Probably. That's, that's true. That's very true. Yeah. That's that's a very fair statement. Right Thank there. you. But I, you know, while we're just looking at one another across the table, I just say that your pink shirt, um, <laughs> How do you describe that? The, a pink um, long sleeve polo. Pullover. Shirt. It's, it's a quarter zip. Quarter zip, but pink quarter zip. It's a pink I quarter just, zip with yeah. a nice gray vest. Well, I'm just thinking of the different and angles. Like the different the angles that he brings. That's mm-hmm. another. You bring another one there. I do. So got an ankle bracelet on tonight. I don't have one on tonight. Shocking. <laughs> You know, I have a friend that listens to the podcast pretty religiously. <laughs> and uh, I'm sorry, friend. Yeah, his name's Mitch. And uh, Mitch? sorry, Mitch. Mitch. We, we played trivia together, and he's he's a few weeks behind on the uh, on the podcast. And he said, "I listened to the podcast where he's and he it, like the way he thinks." And Snowball had on an ankle bracelet. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, that was a reaction we had too." Just the. The, the sound of bewilderment that he had. Oh, I love it. Bewilderment. Mitch <laughs> is my guy. I like He doesn't Mitch. know me, does he? No. No. But he feels like he knows me. Oh. And he wants to know me. He probably I don't, I don't he would this. probably like to meet you, to be honest with you. You, you know what? I, I think all of our listeners, like, we're all over the world. Um, you know. we, we've got, like we mentioned before, we're in the 10 percentile of podcasts. I think our listeners probably feel like they do know us a little bit. Huh. And I think they would probably just really shake their heads. They'd be all very bewildered if they met us in person. Like, Let's do like a meet and greet at the mall. See who shows the mall. Up. Like nine folks show up. Be Before they tear down the Westland Mall. Yeah, let's go there. We'll, we'll, have, we'll have a meet and greet outside. We can do Westland and Eastland. Yeah, yes. so we can meet at the Woolworths in both locations. Yep, you know where we should meet. Matt can give us a tour of the Woolworths. Absolutely. Yeah, so we should there. meet at York Steakhouse. We and have a meet and greet there. Can you imagine so, people walking we up like we're about, at a booth and we're, we're like there ready to sign stuff? <laughs> we have eight by tens of ourselves. Like, like glossies. And people walking up like, who do these guys think I'll bet if we did that, somebody would come up and want our autographs thinking we were famous. Absolutely. We should try it. This is like York Steakhouse. Now, we have talked to Jay at York Steakhouse before and he. We do need to do a podcast from there. Right at the end where they pay for their food. We have a little We just went to York Steakhouse a few weeks ago. In fact, it was Mitch's birthday. Oh, and he said, well, happy he, birthday, Mitch. Yeah, he said, hey, because my wife's out of town. It's a Friday. I'm free. He goes, let's all go to York Steakhouse. So we got, a bunch of, we got like the party room. We all like oh, uh, had, so had a little dinner at York Steakhouse oh, and went over to the casino. So that's yeah, so fun, fun little night. That so. is, that is Did you win any money? Uh, yeah, we did actually. We won. Uh, we we have these player cards and right. and they've never been worth anything. And I said, and I was showing them. So yeah, you can put this in a machine and it'll tell you if you've got any awards. And kind of punching all the buttons and it said I had a fifty dollar award. I'm like, oh, wow. oh that's I cool. Cash out and split. And well, and so Diane at the same time is like, hey, because she's on another machine checking hers, and she goes, hey, I got a fifty dollar you know award. So so we printed them both out. And we asked them, well, what are we supposed to do with these? And they said, well, you got to play them on a table game. So we went to roulette. She put hers on red. I put mine on black. And I said, if green wins, so help me. We will have a story <laughs> for the rest of our lives. Black won. So we said, yeah, 50 bucks. And we put it in a pocket and said, okay, we're done for the He's night. Oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. So. <laughs> yeah, we, we just went uh, a couple weeks ago to just 
Friday night kind of thing. Yeah, it's fun. Fun yeah. thing to do. So. I, need to be, I need to get over to Wahlburgers. That's nice, yeah. 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 I ate the one in Cleveland. I loved it. The burgers yep. were awesome. Yep. Yeah. So Very good. Wahlburgers is good. They got, they got a Mikey's Late Night's Pizza there. Yeah, Late Night's Pizza. Slice. They got yeah. a, the hot dog. Frank's. Uh, Dirty Frank's. Dirty Frank's. Wow. And they're opening up a... Uh, like the, the sports sports, sports betting, so it's not finished yet, but yeah, yeah. they're working on that. Wow. So. so, Matt, what's your 83 one? 80s, 80s mall is, um, so I guess it'd be a couple weeks ago, we went to uh, Winter Jam. It's like uh, they have like these Christian concerts, and uh, um, they have different styles of music, like maybe eight, seven, eight bands, kind of a thing, and uh, they have different styles and different genres up there. And this one group comes out. And, and I, I made reference to this, uh, you know, several months ago on a podcast, but it, it happened just a, a couple couple weeks ago. But dude walks out with a guitar, no. and, and, he's, and he just starts going to town on a guitar. And we had taken Grace and so a guitar. Now describe to our listeners. Well, I, what yeah, a key I, well, I, I'll, I'll do, I had Grace had uh, six of her friends with all all eighth graders, so we had all these. 14 year olds and they're like what is going on and I'm like that's a guitar which is basically like a keyboard which is kind of held like a, a guitar it's, it's like a little a portable keyboard but it's, it's kind of got the, the neck for the like a guitar and then you got the keyboard and it's a guitar and it's, it's straight 80s baby mm. it is straight 80s and, and he tore it up so in case you've never heard a guitar before one of my favorite, like, under-the-wire groups of the 80s was the Producers. And here's a little intro from a Producers song. That's a guitar. That's a guitar. Very nice. I mean, it's, it's that was not, free, not much better than that. And so, yeah, so getting, and, and so it was, it was even more than just going to a concert and seeing a guitar kick a booty up on, on stage. It was kind of getting to share that moment with the, the, the young kids going, all right, right there, that's, that's rock and roll. You know, well, <laughs> maybe not rock and roll, but it was kind of fun. Back in my day, you weren't a band unless you had one of those. Everybody's got the guitar. That's right. Nice. Bon Jovi Yacht Rock had keytars. <laughs> Everybody had keytars. Bon Jovi Yacht Rock. I think there was a keytar. Yeah, that's what it was. So my 80s Rewind moment happened a few days ago. So we've got a loyal listener here, uh, Jason Collins. Some no. of us know him. Jay, what's he up? Listens, he Maybe listens. we should do a listener of the week or something. We should, okay, a listener appreciation Let's start this episode. week. Jason Collins. Jason Collins. Pretty sure he's never missed an episode. Every once in a while, he'll send me a text or something. He, he things like Does Snowball really have an ankle bracelet on there, <laughs> stuff like that. So he had, you know, he's he's a little bit younger than us, so he would have been like a child of the '80s. So he, you know, the whole teenage experience, he wouldn't have really had so much, but. He, uh, he texted me the other day, he's like, I didn't know a video to this song existed. Crazy. And it was Pretty Woman by Van Halen. Mm. So that video, if you guys know anything about it, yeah. was banned by MTV because of the use of a cross-dresser. 
there was a man dressed like a woman in the video, very controversial at the time, and uh, it was it was banned. Great song, better than Roy Orbison's version of Pretty Woman, but uh, the video had uh, all the members of Van Halen dressed in like historical characters, like uh, I think Alex Van Halen was like a Tarzan-looking jungle guy. Uh, David Lee Roth was like a Napoleon with the big hat and the thing. Uh, I think Eddie was a cowboy and Michael Anthony was like a samurai. So th the whole video leads up to them rescuing this, what they think is a woman. And then they show at the very end, David Lee Roth is the one who gets to her and he's like stunned. Like he steps back like, what in the world? <laughs> so um, yeah, that was a... That was a controversial video at the time. So here's a question. If they did that now, what do you think the reaction would be? Would people find it funny? Like, say it's RuPaul that's up there, or somebody. Would, would, would they just go, oh, it's RuPaul. Yeah. yeah would, I don't think there'd be any controversy. Oh, it's Caitlyn it, so. Jenner. Well, do you think, like, they might think that well, they're making fun of transvestites and forth or would they say oh okay that's just funny they'd probably get applauded for being inclusive probably yeah probably yeah so so yeah so van halen pretty woman that is my 80s rewind moment huh. thank you jason nathaniel cornelius collins <laughs> there it is <laughs> all right a little flashback i saw a clip the other day of um howard cosell Mm -hmm. and it, was, it must have been one of those um, network stars we were talking oh, about. Oh, network, network stars. And, it, and the clip was, "Wow, if someone could just time travel and, and and go back in time and see, you know, this thirty years later." But it was a, a foot race, a, like a one hundred yard dash that Howard Cosell was commentating, and the race was between O.J. Simpson and Bruce Jenner. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Wow. Oh my oh, goodness. And, and so they yeah. ran. Um, actually, Bruce Bruce probably beat him a, a little bit. Uh, but it was just, they wow. came to the end and they just kind of stood there, and the three of them just kind of hee hawed about stuff and how great stuff was. And then the, the clip was wow, if we could have just went 30 years into the future. <laughs> uh, this picture would have a whole new meaning. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, that's great. Well, guys, uh, we're going to take a break here real quick. We'll be back talking all about the movies of Steven Spielberg. Thank you for listening to Living in the 80s. We want to take this opportunity to thank all of those that helped make this possible. First and foremost, we want to thank Anchor for providing this platform for us to share this podcast. We also want to thank Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Tuned In Radio, and about a dozen others. We also want to give a special thank you to Star1079.com and Roundtown Radio, where you can hear this podcast weekly. Also, be sure to check us out at our website at livingin80s.us, and of course, on our Facebook page, Living in the 80s. Thanks, and back to the show. Welcome back to Living in the 80s. Today, as advertised, we're going to be talking about the movies of Steven Spielberg. But before we do that, I'm going to play a little game I like to call Spielberg or Not. 
Oh, Ooh, okay. So we're going to list okay. several movies here. We'll go uh, and find okay. out how good your knowledge is hmm. on Steven Spielberg movies. So okay. I'll name you a movie, and you tell me. Is it, you know, Spielberg. He could have been a writer, director. Some association. Yes, yeah, some association. Okay. Oh, so, boy. So, Matt, we'll start with you. Oh, man, I do not test well. Every oh. time you do these little games. You know who always wins? The person after Matt, because they get to steal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, now that stings a little. That stings a yes, little. Yes, if you say no, and that's not gonna, <laughs> I'm going to say yes. <laughs> okay, just let's go. Let's go. All right, number one. Right. Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Is that a Steven Spielberg movie? Back to... No. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it was. I'm just messing. That was the first one. Uh, you know, Matt, I, I picked you. You're my friend. What, to give me like, a softball? You know, softball. you know it was almost my 80s rewind moment? What? So, today, I'm driving down the street, and I'm at the intersection of... Southwest Boulevard and Big Run Road. It yep. kind of drips into Central Crossing. Yeah. And and that was that was our, our block watch path. That's our block that, watch that's path. That's one yeah. of our paths. So yeah. if you guys yeah, yeah. haven't heard us talk about block watch, so Matt has this really awesome golf cart and we're neighbors. So he would come over, pick me up, we'd be out half hour, forty five minutes. Sometimes we'd be gone a couple hours at times. Just driving the golf cart around, listening to music, mostly eighties music. Yep, and and whenever it's time for, um, for block watch, I would either I would send it to him or he'd send it to me. It's a picture of Mister T. It's a meme. It says "Block Watch Fool." Yeah, that's great. <laughs> and so whenever we got that, we yeah. knew that was Good like time. drop what you're doing. It's time for block watch. Time to roll. So my '80s rewind moment was almost that that hey, block fool, watch yeah. that Mister T meme. Because he's full on gold. He's full on, and yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll put that on the on the Facebook. As you should, as you should. So anyway, (laughs) you're my buddy, man. I tried. So what what did he do? What what, he didn't direct it? Was he he write that? We'll we'll talk about that later. Okay, okay. okay. I'm gonna tell you what he did, but we'll we'll talk about it later, Matt. Oh, here we go. (laughs) Here we go. Okay, Kevin Turner and Hooch. Which kind of sounds like a drink that you would get. I want to say no. You are correct. Oh, man, come on. I gave the same answer as you. Okay. <laughs> this, this All right. Snowball? Yes. The Money Pit? Yes. You are correct. This game sucks. Matt. Oh, man, come on. Adventures in Babysitting. Starring the beautiful Elizabeth Shue. Love that movie. I love that movie. I love Elizabeth Shue. Oh, who doesn't? I'm going to say... It feels like I should say no. It's what it feels like I should say. But I'm afraid if I say no, then you can be like, <laughs> yes. And it's, I'll say yes. The answer is no. Stop! I hate this game. This game that would be, that'd be Chris Columbus. This game is the worst game in the whole okay. world. Kevin, the color purple. Yes. Oh, that's get. Oh, come on! Like I knew a, that one. That's a layup. Did I you, knew that one. Like back to the future. Yeah. You know, as easy as back to the future. I did know that wow. one. <laughs> okay. Mike, Ghostbusters. No, you are correct. Suck. 
Are we done? I really feel like we're oh, gonna no. get this one. I feel like we're gonna get this one. Are we gonna get? Is he gonna get I this feel one? 50, I think 50. he's gonna get this one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <He's> 50, 50. <laughs> you got a fifty percent chance of getting this. <laughs> Just ask the dumb question. Who framed Roger Rabbit? No, oh, for crying out loud, that's the cartoon one. Yes, it is. <sighs> so that makes me want to definitely say no. You are incorrect, sir. <laughs> no, I'm not. That would be yes. He It was a Steven Spielberg movie. But that's why I was going to say yes, because I want to say no, so I'll say yes. Also, your you answer is yes. Your answer yes. is yes. Okay. My answer All right. is yes. Oh, you duped us. Huh? You guys jumped the gun there a little bit. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Kevin. Rain Man. I don't think so. No. You're correct. He actually was scheduled to direct, but he backed out. Really? Yeah, he had too many things going oh, on. Wow. Somebody He's else right did it. Now, he uh, said he regrets it because it won all those Oscars yeah. and stuff. But one thing I found out today, that originally um, they wanted uh, Dustin Hoffman to play the part, Tom Cruise's part. Yeah, I would definitely prefer that myself. Yeah. And he would definitely, definitely. Dustin Hoffman's part. <laughs> Who would play Dustin Hoffman's part? Uh, Bill Murray was going to be playing Dustin Hoffman's part. Wow. I have a hard time envisioning him playing that character. Uh, Mickey Rourke was also offered a role of one of the characters. He turned it down. I think he turns on almost every good role. Yes, he does. (laughs) Except for the wrestler. (laughs) Yeah, that was a good one. And uh, who was also considered for that was Dennis Quaid and Randy Quaid. (laughs) Oh, my. Oh, wow. Well, they are true brothers, so... They are. So that... Which, when you think about opposites, yeah, yeah they are. No so doubt. maybe Jeff Bridges and Bo Bridges could have also. What about <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Kevin, you got that one. Snowball. Yes. Oh, to gosh. keep up with Kevin. Gremlins. Yes. You are correct. You guys have not missed one. Shut up. No, we have not. Well, we're going to. Matt has not missed one either. He's missed two. Okay. <laughs> this is stupid. This is dumb. Okay, here's one for you. Right. Home Alone. Home Alone. No. You're correct. Yay! Yeah. You're second-guessing yourself yeah, over yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, it's Home Alone with a question mark. Home Alone. <laughs> yes. All right, Kevin. Twilight Zone, the movie. Yes. Yes. Crap. So the last one here, Snowball, to have the co-championship with Kevin on Golden Pond. Dun, dun, dun. Been reading your eyes the whole time here. Your eyes tell me when you're lying. (laughs) Do they? Yes, they do. (laughs) Am I lying? You are not lying so the answer is yes. The answer would be no. Oh. Yeah! You, you, I thought that was too you far back for now. You, you suck! You know, oh if, my gosh! If um if that was if it's this is like a not an '80s podcast, I'd play Poker Face right now. <laughs> mm, yeah. But actually, it's not too long ago for him because he did Jaws, which is oh, that's prior. true. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Close Encounters of the Third. That's true. Time. Wow, yeah, you're so dumb yeah, right. over there. So, Snowball. <laughs> so well, Kevin is wow. our Steven Spielberg champion. Yes, Yay! he is. Yay, Kevin. Yay, Kevin. You're the best. Whatever. You suck. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> that sucks. So <laughs> we are we're going to go through some of the '80s movies that Steven Spielberg did. Um, he was literally everywhere in the 80s. Hmm. Uh, he did so many movie credits. 
he founded Amblin Entertainment, which spawned off a ton of movies. DreamWorks? Yes. That's, I mean, the, the guy's amazing. Yeah. He's done everything. So, uh, Kevin, you've got some notes over there. Let's start talking about the beginning of the eight, Raiders of the Lost Ark. It was like his first 80s movie credit back then. Yeah. Did you see it? Did you like it? I love that movie. In fact, it's probably my favorite Steven Spielberg movie of the 80s. Really? Yeah. I am shocked. You thought it would be E.T., right? I did think it would be E.T. Mm. I, I, if I had two hours and that's, I can watch E.T. or I can watch Raiders of the Lost Ark, I'd pick Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's, it's, it, that story's awesome. There's so much action. Um, it's just it's, it's hard to stop watching. E.T.'s got some slower moments and and uh, you know, once you know what happens in ET, don't even see it as much. It, you know, a second, third, fourth, fifth time. But and you've probably seen it. As although I have seen it, yeah, eighty or eighty, ninety times. But um, <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark, I just thought it was an awesome movie. Oh so, yeah, um, won five Academy Awards, nominated for nine. So that's not what you would expect. Uh, now you would expect that to win an Academy Award. It would have to be some kind of coming of age movie now to win an award. But uh, yeah, I thought that was awesome. Did you like the sequels? Um, yeah. In fact, Temple of Doom, I think, is like right there with Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's like, mm-hmm. I can almost go with which one do I want to watch, you know? Yeah. I didn't like the third one as much. Um, uh, the Lost Last Crusade, and I certainly didn't like the, the fourth one. But yeah. I am anxious to see the fifth the one. The coming out. one. Yeah, yeah, Kingdom of the Crystal. Uh, but I am anxious to see the, the one that's coming out yeah. here this, this summer or spring. What what would be your favorite one? My favorite one of of the Indiana Jones series. Oh gosh, probably Temple of Doom. That that was a good one. Yeah, because I mean I enjoyed all of them. Like I didn't see Raiders of the Lost Ark when it first came out. I saw it later. Like I I think it was like like when um, Temple of Doom was being released in the theaters. Like they had. Raiders of the Lost Ark like on network TV yeah so it's like you know I heard a bunch of buzz about it but never saw it so you know I watched it then like oh this is a really good movie and then I get to see the next one so I really enjoyed it the effects were really good for their time yeah yeah yeah. what about you guys big Indiana Jones fans yay nay I liked all of them I thought you know they were unique and different there was action but it was almost like a slapstick kind of action it was a yeah yeah. you would think that probably wouldn't work but it worked really well I don't know it was its own unique action adventure movie unlike really any other yeah I think think it was unique for its time I think it was pretty cool I I liked uh, I mean I I just like the way the the hero I mean he wasn't like your your typical hero like your Superman you know all powerful I mean it's just this guy in his hat and He's an archaeologist. He's an archaeologist. Right? He's just some dude, man. But it was just pretty, pretty cool. And I, I like the comedy aspect. I like the the levity of it. And mm-hmm. his, his phobias and spiders and all that kind of snakes and all that kind of stuff. That was kind of cool. One of the things that was really cool in the Last Crusade was at the beginning they kind of sh- there's a series where they show him as a kid and you kind of see like where he got a sphere of. Mm-hmm. Spiders, right. uh, how he got the whip, how he got the hat. So it was, uh, or I'm sorry, fear of snakes. Um, so it was, was kind of neat how they kind of worked that in. And there's one point where he kind of cracks the whip and he hits himself in the lip. 
where you know in, uh, Harrison Ford has a scar on his lip, so it's kind of like showing all these ways that yeah. these things happen. I thought that was kind of neat. Very good. Nice. Um, let's talk about ET a little bit. Okay, that'd be like oh. kind of the next. I'm sorry. Choking me up here. So, uh, in 1982, Spielberg released the science fiction film E.T., starring Henry Thomas as a young boy that befriends an alien. Seems very unrealistic. But man, we all got hooked. Like, mm. E.T. lives, was on lunchboxes, was on buttons, pins, yeah. buttons uh, everywhere you look. And um, uh, it grossed $700 million worldwide, and then with. Um, Royalties, royalties, merchandise mm. is over one hundred. I'm sorry, over one billion dollars. Wow. Now I'm sure a lot of that was contributed to the ET video game that Atari <laughs> put out, which yes. is listed as the by worst, many people as the, the worst, worst video game, game of all time. Yeah, uh, Steven Spielberg was not happy with the way the video game <laughs> turned out. You think? But uh, so here's some. Here's a very fun fact that I found just today. I was doing a little bit of research on the film. A special screening was organized for President Reagan and his wife, Nancy. Here's what I found. Who were emotional by the end of the film. Shut it! Shut it! So So I'm very presidential, is what you're saying. I I say Kevin Ackley for president. There it is. I mean, you know, he could be our next great leader. I like that a lot. I I like like it. it. That's pretty interesting. They were both emotional. (laughs) But the film was nominated for nine Academy Awards, winning Best Sound Effects, Best Special Effects, and Best Music. I think it should have won more. Yeah, I'm surprised it didn't win more. Yeah, it was a a very good movie. I mean, everybody saw it. I find a lot of times that they'll dismiss a lot of movies just because of their... A lot of times the popular movies aren't the ones that win the awards, right? Right. Yeah, even as good as they might be. Yeah. But I am very, very impressed, kind of a sidebar that Top Gun Maverick has been nominated for a lot of Yeah, I was surprised to see that. I was very surprised. Cruz did not get nominated for Best Actor, which, (laughs) I tell you what, um, yeah, shocking. (laughs) Just because you don't like him, I mean, you know, he is a good actor. Um, Yeah, a lot of people don't like him. I don't like him personally, but as an actor, he's, um, You guys did the ET fingers. Yeah, we yeah. did. He showed me a picture of the ET fingers. Well, uh, yeah, you were in the middle of something. Oh no, no. Uh, I I was just saying that uh, out of all the movies released last year, like all the ones I saw, um, no, there's none other than that one. I think it's the only time I went to the theater last year was to see that movie. Oh, so Maverick. Yeah. One thing I learned today, uh, and maybe this was inspired because the video game was so bad. But when uh, Universal Studios was creating the E.T. Adventure ride, I believe in 1990, mm-hmm. Spielberg helped design the ride itself. <laughs> oh, nice. Really? He yes. wouldn't have a hand in it. He didn't want to have another disaster. Yes. <laughs> Do you think the, uh, the little the iconic uh, photo of the, the fingers touching, like, you know, this one here, like that... Uh huh. Like, is isn't there like the is it a Da Vinci that? Oh yeah, the, hand, the man and God, God touching fingers yeah. hands like that. I wonder if it's a little play off that or because I mean it looks very. very I think similar. there's a point in the movie where he cuts his finger 
and he's got blood running down it, and he touches it, and the blood and it heals it. He heals up. So, but I, you know, it's I funny. I never thought about that ever, ever it's, in my life until just now. I know, I'm, I'm looking that. at it, I'm going, uh, that looks just like the Da Vinci picture, you know? Yeah, yeah. Nice. I wonder if that is the. Mm-hmm. Is it a Da Vinci picture, or, or would that be a Michael Michelangelo? Michael, that's what I said, Michelangelo. <laughs> okay. Rewind, it, rewind the tape, man. Rewind it. That's what I said. <laughs> Michelangelo. 80s rewind it. So, yeah. That's why you have me here. That's why you're here. That's got to be I almost wore my Bob Ross shirt tonight, but I, I went with this. <laughs> you went with the that. Pink. The pink. Thank wow. you. The salmon. That's great. That's pink. That's pink. <laughs> <laughs> Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Yeah, talk to us about Poltergeist, Matt. It's a great movie. It scared the crap out of me. It did. That, that, that was that like... little girl... That was really, well, I mean, because this is 82, so, I mean, that was, uh, I mean, I'm like 13 at the time, and so I was, that, that's, that was scary. I mean, that's one of the first times I remember going, what the crap? I mean, just the whole TV set and the, the stag and that little lady and her voice, uh, I'll, you'll just, that's forever embedded into my, my brain, like, I'll. I was scared. We don't have static TV anymore. You don't. You don't ever yeah. hear that sound anytime. Kids would freak out if the TV did that. Yeah. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah. What's wrong? TV's broke. We need a new one. <laughs> but, nope, it's yeah. midnight. Son, go to bed. <laughs> I'll order it. I'll be here tomorrow. But but yeah, that's um, yeah that that was just the, the creepiest, scariest thing. And, the, the, and well, I guess maybe the, the true, the real story behind it with like the actress and. All the things that's happened to the the, the people the, that the cast, made this, yeah. the cast. Uh, that was a Makes pretty it uh, weird, doesn't mm-hmm, it? Really creepy. I never saw that movie until about ten years ago. I, I've never been a fan of scary movies, and, and I thought it was probably not that scary as like a PG or PG thirteen movie, uh, probably PG at the time. But I finally watched it. I'm like, oh, that was pretty intense for uh, for a PG movie. Mm-hmm. You know, just just the, the weird things that were happening in the house. It was like, well, that was that was kind of surprising. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. I saw it back, way back when it first, not when it first came out, probably years later, probably like on VHS or something. Yeah, I right. And I don't remember much about it, but it was a little freaky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy. Did you, you see, see it? it, Mike? I've seen it. I saw it later in life. Um, I think it's one of those you have to either watch in a dark theater or late at night, you're home alone. You know, when I saw it, I don't know, it might have been during the day or something. It just didn't... Saturday afternoon. Yeah, it didn't really hold me. It wasn't What's that the big scary. Deal, kids? Yeah, don't see as much bang for your buck. No. Oh, yeah, fun. those are the kind of movies, if you watch a scary movie, you almost have to do it in a dark room, late at night, you know. Maybe when there's a thunderstorm outside. Like, I almost peed my pants the first time I saw Friday the 13th. So, me and my brother were home alone parents were out of town I was 14 it's the first time we were allowed to stay by ourselves overnight that was a good movie choice yeah, exactly. so, so yeah so we, we intentionally we knew it was scary we intentionally turned off all the lights so I, yeah I was 14 about 12 wow um, so yeah and our parents let us stay home alone um they were like at my um, aunt and uncle's house, like up by Mansfield and Crestline. So yeah, yes, that area, absolutely. So we we intentionally it was on the movie channel that night, Friday Thirteenth Part One and Part Two. It's before three was out. We were just there in the dark downstairs, and it's just like 
so freaking, we were both like, holy crap. And then at one point, like, he's sitting there, like, on the other end of the couch, and I just pounded the couch real hard at a suspenseful part, and he screamed like a girl. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Mom! Awesome. Love you, Chuck. All right, I know, I know he remembers that, too. All right, uh, so, um, Poltergeist, very, very, very frightening movie. Mm-hmm. What we got next there, Matt? Uh, Twilight Zone, the movie. Yeah, so I remember, I never saw that movie, but I know that, like, one of the stars and two children died Nick in the production of that. When yeah. a helicopter crashed on him. Yeah. yeah. And, and two That's kids. Scary. Yeah. But I don't, did, did, I don't even know if the movie did any good or not. I don't think it did real well in the box office. I was a huge Twilight Zone fan, the TV yeah, show. Yeah, me too. But, I, but I never saw that movie. <clears throat> well, you know. Well, see, I didn't become a Twilight Zone TV show fan until years later. Yeah. And then, I, like, I knew of that movie. I knew it was based on a TV show that I had never really seen. So years later, watching the TV show, loved it. I still do. Like, if there's an episode on, I'm, I'm locked in. I'm going to watch it. So, um, can see it on never saw the movie Twilight Zone on uh, Pluto. Got the little channel. Yeah. Oh, 24 yeah. hours a day. Nice. Twilight Zone, yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, did you see it? No, I have not seen it. And it I, I feel like Randy right now, like, oh, I ain't seen it. <laughs> nobody, nobody here has seen that movie. So, All right, Matt, what's next? Uh, 1984, Gremlins. Gremlins. So I just saw Gremlins for the first time, like, last year. What do you think what? of it? Are you serious? Uh, I liked it. Yeah. It was good. Again, you just now saw pretty, Gremlins? Uh-huh. pretty violent, though, wasn't it? It was violent. It's kind of... Like, I kind of knew it was going to be a little dark, but I didn't realize how dark that it was going to be. Like, Because you see, like, cuddly little gizmo. You see, like, the crazy, you know, creatures after they get... The gremlins. Yeah, you add water to them or feed them after midnight or whatever. So, yeah, it was, it was a little... Well, different Phoebe Cates was in it. Yeah, so that was good. Yeah, always yeah. good there. Always so good there. You guys, fans of Gremlins at all? I liked Gremlins. Yeah, I, I love Gremlins. Christmas movie. It's a, it's a Christmas, Christmas movie. movie. Yeah, in fact, it was it was on the list of Christmas movies. <laughs> I watched it because of that. Yeah, just like <laughs> Die Hard. Yeah, you can call me Randy. You, you never seen never Gremlins? Seen, no, I've never seen Gremlins. Are you, you kidding like me right now? I'm not throwing shade at it. No. I just saw it last year. No, well, I mean, I waited 40 years to watch E.T., so maybe I'm due to watch Gremlins now. So Yeah, there you go. Maybe. Wow. Maybe. maybe. That's pretty well. I mean, I love Gremlins. I mean, I, I, I saw it back then, and I just thought it was, uh, it was, just, it was amazing. I thought yeah. it was great. What was the, I mean, you got the cute little... Gizmo, cues could be, and you got Spike, the crazy one. I mean, it was when they would when they would pop off them and they get wet. It was like, oh crap, they screwed up, you know? That, yeah, that was it was crazy violent. I, I remember I, I had Grace watch it last year, and and I had we watched it last year, and I you know have I've I've forgotten how gross it was. I mean, how you know violent it was, but she was going. What's crap? What's going on? <laughs> this is a little cuddly. This is this is. What's a cute this little part here? Yeah. I remember uh, I you know I liked E. T. a lot in '82, and then when this movie was coming out, when it was being made, I think it was National Enquirer had like an article that said something about a sequel to E. T. was coming out, and it showed like the Mogwai, and it's like okay, mm. you can kind of make the association between E. T. and then the Mogwai or whatever. 
but it really wasn't a sequel. It was just his next movie, which happened to have right. another puppet type thing, right. kind of like E.T. So, um, like like always, National Enquirer kind of misled a little bit. What's next? Uh, well, you got, you got uh, Temple of Doom was '84, mm-hmm. uh, which we kind of alluded to. You've got in '84, you got uh, well '85, you got Back to the Future and Young Sherlock Holmes. In '85, so Back to the Future, he was listed as executive producer. Right. So uh, Amblin Entertainment, his production company, he started is actually the ones that filmed Back to the Future. So he had a lot of input, like as far as that whole Hill Valley, that whole town. He was very involved in the intricate little details there, because that's the era he grew up in. Hmm. So that was very much his thumbprint on it. It was directed by Robert Zemeckis. It was written by Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale. They kept getting turned down in Hollywood to do this movie. Like, no one wanted to do Isn't it. Isn't that funny? Yeah, it's like the, the comedies at the time were like Fast Times at Richmond High. Animal House was a few years before. So, like, some of this more sophomoric humor. So, a, like, a wholesome family-type comedy with this kid from, you know, with Eric Stoltz in it. Like... Nobody wanted to see it. Yeah. And then he got replaced by Michael J. Fox. Like, okay, so now he's the kid from Family Ties. And class of 1984, of course, the major yeah. motion picture that it was. <laughs> so, you know, it was it's my, it's one of my favorite 80s movies. My, it might be my favorite, Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's always interesting to see the, these movies that <clears throat> no studio wanted to produce, and then someone finally does it. Gives them a chance and like becomes a blockbuster. It's like all those people are just kicking themselves. Yeah, like Ghostbusters is one of those. Nobody yeah. wanted to do it. It's yeah. like, really? Huh. Crazy. Little did they know. So what? Do you, okay, we talked about. We had the reenactment. What, you know what? I think we should go back and play <laughs> some of the finest radio type acting ever. It was good. It was good. Let's let's go back in time, if you will. A little bit of our Back to the Future episode. Who are you again? I'm the narrator. You're the narrator, okay. Marty fidgets and looks at the clock again. Marty! (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm Lorraine, right? Yes. Okay. Marty, why are you so nervous? Narrator. (sighs) Oh, yeah. See. Well... Well, have you ever been in a situation? <laughs> is that Marty McFly? Yes. Or is that Mr. Haney from Green Acres? <laughs> or maybe you're a Jack in the Box named Charlie. I'm not really sure who you are right Come now. Come on, Marty. Roll talk with to, it. Roll talk with to it. me, Marty. Well, you, you know you have to act a certain way, but when you get there, <laughs> you don't know. If uh, you can go through with it. You, you mean like how you're supposed to hack with someone on a first date? Well, sort of. <laughs> or is it Peter Brady? <laughs> I, I think it's, Peter it's time Brady. to change. You better rearrange. Okay, good. I, I think I know exactly what you mean. You do? That's the narrator part. Nods. <laughs> Lorraine nods. <laughs> And you know what I do in those situations? Narrator. Narrator. You got, you got a reason. Marty, Marty looks at her. There you Sorry. Go. 
I don't worry about it. And with that, no, oh, oh, my bad, my bad. See, okay. Now you're taking okay, my, my lines. fault. Okay. I don't worry about it. And with that, she throws herself at him, on him, kissing him passionately. Marty mm, mm, is absolutely mm, shocked. Lorraine abruptly stops and pushes <gasps> him away. She's very confused. This, this, this isn't right. Uh, I, I don't know what it is, but when I kiss you, s something's wrong. It, it feels like, like, like I'm kissing my brother. I, I guess that doesn't make any sense to you. That's, that's like a very old Lorraine. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't make any sense to you, does it? Believe me. <laughs> We hear the sounds of approaching footsteps on the gravel. Sounds like somebody's coming. Marty hears it too. He looks at the dashboard clock. Nine o'clock. He sighs with defeat. <sighs> Keep reading. Yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> Marty, I mean, uh, narrator. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Suddenly, the driver's door is open and an arm reaches in, yanks Marty out, and Marty finds himself face-to-face -face with Biff. Match, 3D, and Skinhead are with him. I didn't know they had those kind of names. Yes, Skinhead? Yep. Is he like a clan guy? You cost $300 uh, damage my car, you son of a biscuit eater. I'm, I'm helping out oh, for the kids. Thanks, thanks for keeping it G, man. Keeping it G for the kids. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just, and I'm going to take you out of your hind end, you bad dudes. See, I'm trying to clean up here. Okay. Hold him, guys. Biff shoves him roughly into the arms of Skinhead. Marty struggles, but Skinhead and Match grab him and restrain him. Let go of him. Leave him alone, Biff. You're drunk. Biff looks a, takes a look at Lorraine in the car. Well, looky what we have here. Maybe I'll take it out of your... Booty. <laughs> she lunges at her car door to escape, but Biff grabs her and climbs into the car. Oh, no, you're staying in here with me. Biff pulls her towards him. Get your hands off her, you bastard. <laughs> I don't know what happened to my voice. <laughs> Biff leers at Marty. I'll take care of you after I take care of him. Take care of her, my bad. That's that kind of movie. Sorry about Biff that. in prison. Yeah. <laughs> what? Take it. Is, where? <laughs> yeah, take uh, him. Take him. Oh, take him around back, boys. I'll be there in a minute. What? Yeah. A beat? Go on. What? Beat it. Beat it. Go on. This ain't no peep show. They drag Marty away. Biff shuts the car door and tries to kiss her. She struggles. Oh, no. Oh, no. She struggles, and in a moment... All we can see through the windshield are tussling arms and legs. Tussle, tussle! Accompanied by Lorraine's muffled screams and foggy windows. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! Okay. Lorraine is trying to fight off Biff. It's a real struggle for her. This is a struggle! Stay off of me, Biff! Through the windshield, we see arms and legs flailing about in a struggle. We hear screaming. Now, George arrives. He spots the car and goes into his act. He adjusts his pants, strides to the car like John Wayne, and opens the driver's door. Hey, you. 
Hey, you. Hey, okay. Hey, hey you. you. Get your darn hands uh Oh. George realizes he's facing Biff. Now he's really scared. I think you got the wrong car, McFly. Oh, George! George! Help me! George doesn't know what to do. He stares in dumbfounded amazement. Just close the door, McFly, and walk away. George hesitates. He doesn't know what to do. He looks at Lorraine, who looks back at him with pleading eyes. He looks at Biff. Are you deaf, McFly? Close the door and beat it. Again, George looks at Lorraine. She looks so helpless. George takes a deep breath. <sighs> no, you let her alone. All right, McFly, you had your chance. Now I'm going to teach you a lesson. Biff gets out of his car and grabs George's arm. George tries to fight back, but his lame punch is ineffectual. <laughs> Biff twists George's arm harder. Ow. <laughs> George what? George Grimace says? Yeah, no, no, oh, yeah. It's Lorraine. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Stop it, Biff! You'll break his arm! She tries to pull him away. He pushes her down. Biff laughs. <laughs> now Marty arrives just in time to witness. George's expression immediately goes from pain to rage. <laughs> intense rage. <laughs> and George lets go with a tremendous left hook. Smack into Biff's face. Biff hits the ground, out cold. George can't believe he did it. He looks at his fist, looks down at Biff, and grins widely. <laughs> oh, George, you were wonderful. She looks at him with adoring eyes. Marty can't believe it either. George and Lorraine embrace. Marty keeps his distance, allowing them to have their moment. Nearby, a few kid bystanders trade comments. Who is that kid? Does he go to our school? <laughs> Yeah, that's George McFly. He's been in our home for two years. This is from Deliverance. You're number three. Oh, my number three? Yeah. I never noticed him before. George and Lorraine. Oh, sorry. George and Lorraine head for the school. And scene. Never gets old. You know what? No, that was that's... one of Snowball's first appearances. It was like his initiation, maybe. Yeah, I don't know if that was your first episode. But it wasn't it was... my first, but it, it was a, it was one, one of my best. Yeah, <laughs> towards the beginning, he he was still on the audition. I don't want to say it's been downhill since then, but I'm just saying that was that <laughs> was the high beat. point. I beat, that was I beat a, thoroughly. You beat thoroughly. You yeah. beat thoroughly. <laughs> kind of like his voice did there a little bit. Hey, uh, <laughs> I. Oh. I hadn't met Snowball at that point yet, and I was—I remember I was out running, uh, probably should call it jogging, and that came on, and I was laughing so hard trying to run. I just, like just the, the, the high-pitched voice, and you guys just lost it. And I, just, oh I, just, my God. I thought it was awesome. Oh, Snowball, thank you for that. Memory. You're very welcome. My pleasure. So I never saw Young Sherlock Holmes. That that movie never interest, interested me. And another one that came out in '85 that I never saw, or maybe I saw parts of it. But in '85, I was only uh, 18. The Color Purple was out, and that wasn't like in my wheelhouse of movies I was interested in. I could probably go back and watch that now, and I'd probably like it, appreciate, appreciate it. It's a very good movie. Yeah, but I've seen yeah, that one. But yeah, so, so tell us about. I, I know oh, all those Oprah's in it, right? And Whoopi um, Goldberg. It's right? Oprah's acting debut. It's kind of Whoopi Goldberg's breakout movie, and it also stars Danny Glover. So you got three big powerful names. 
Um, it basically takes place in the early 1900s. Um, it kind of gives you a view of being a uh, young black woman in that time period and the things they had to endure, whether it was like domestic violence, incest, pedophilia, poverty, racism. So it was a real pick you up, make you feel good, mm. you know, kind of movie. But uh, very good movie, though. Um, that's about really all I have. I mean, it's just a piece that takes place during that time. It just gives you a perspective, you know, that we probably can't relate to, but just gives you a little bit of an insight with what uh, women of color at that time had to deal with. I, I probably need to see that movie. I, I, I think I'd... I'd probably appreciate it more now that I'm older, you know. Yeah, so me sure. too. I, I remember... I've seen parts of it. I do. Yeah, remember. I remember not, it, after it had won the awards and they released it on, on video, we watched it just to see what the big deal was, pretty sure. And I remember just really being captivated by the story, by the characters, and just really being moved by what was going on. Like you, like I, I would like to see it now and just kind of... Yeah. Like Oprah's character tried to stand up against racism. Um, basically, if I recall, I wouldn't say she became basically she had to work for somebody for nearly free or nothing, if I recall correctly. And then Whoopi's character was this young lady who was married to Danny Glover and he just treated her like, yeah. you know, garbage. She was just there to take care of his children. She was there to cook for him, shaving, you know. There's a scene where she's shaving. Yeah, that's she's, the... She's contemplating and cutting his neck with the blade. Or uh, That's the scene I remember. Yeah. <laughs> and wasn't he, like, a lot older than her, too? Like, yes, she was, like, was. a teenage girl, and he was, like, a 45-year-old guy mm -hmm. or something. And she went with him, I believe, to escape a uh, sexually abusive father. I believe it was the, uh, the or, relationship. Or, or may, or may, or, yeah, no, I, I could be wrong, but maybe... Then maybe the father owed Danny Glover money and gave him his daughter instead. It was, it was yeah. Danny Glover wanted to marry like the other sister or something, but instead, I don't remember exactly how it worked. It's been a long time since I've seen the yeah, movie, but yeah, definitely have to rewatch it. Yeah, definitely very interesting. One year we were going on vacation <clears> and uh, somehow my wife we was back when you had to read a map. <laughs> mm, and my wife's like, it. "Turn here." We're down in South Carolina, <laughs> and we start down this road. Now, it said Myrtle Beach this way. <laughs> I swore I was driving through the movie Color Purple. Really? There's poor that we see here oh. in a city, but it's a different poor than you see in the south in rural areas. I remember seeing a lady with sticks beating pigs. I thought that was wow, wow. something very unique. And as we moved south at one point in time, and people really do have dirt floors still. Hmm. You know, it's it's a different pour down there. So it was just kind of, for me, it was just kind of eye-opening to see that that really still exists today. Wow. You know, like I said, we have pour here. It's a different <clears throat> perspective on pour. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. 1985, another movie... Uh, which he wasn't like the director of, but he had some association too. Well, he, actually, he wrote the story it was based off of um, uh, The Goonies. Yes. Mm. Great, great movie. What was his story? Yeah. I've seen that I don't know how many times. It's still a very fun movie to watch. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, we were actually, I mentioned, um, <clears throat> we were 
Winter Jam, and, and one of the one of the kids that uh, Grace brought is a he's a, he, I, I think he actually is a South Jersey younger dude, but he kind of looks like Chunk in the movie a little bit. <laughs> and and so did you make him do the truffle shuffle? No, he we, they walked up. He said, they, his they said uh, his name's Manny. He goes, Manny, show my dad, show my dad. And then he's like, what? No, no. And he's like embarrassed. He said, show my dad, show my dad. And so he. he He's like, come on, and they had to coax him to whatever, and he started pulling his, his shirt up, right? And, and I was going, and my first thought was, he's going to truffle shuffle. He's about to do the truffle shuffle. And, and it's funny that we actually said this, but he pulls his shirt up, and then he he takes his belly, and just kind of drops it, like he does it, they call it the belly drop. I don't, I don't know. It's very <laughs> similar to the truffle shuffle, but it was like it was like boom, and he said, he said, and he just fell out laughing. Ah, I did the belly drop, and I thought, oh. Okay. Right. You need to show him Goonies like, hey, here's another new trick for yeah, you. Let's, let's up that game. Belly drop's cool, but let's shuffle that thing. Let's oh, that's fun. great. That's great. So, yeah, I always love that movie. You guys, thoughts? Randy. Randy. You've never uh, seen... Randy is, an, is the international word for I haven't seen, seen the that movie. movie. I saw it in a theater, um, and then I saw it years later, and I, I, I thought... I thought it was... Okay, I mean, I wasn't oh, like, for crazy. Crew. I'm, yep, yeah, sorry, man. I, I wasn't crazy about the movie. Um, there were some scenes I liked in it, but a lot of uh, young actors in there kind of, you know, went on to do. Uh, in fact, uh, Josh, Josh Brolin, Brolin yeah, definitely the biggest star that yeah. came out of that movie. He's yeah. done lots of stuff. I, I, I like just about every character he plays, whether he's a, a, a good guy or a bad guy or whatever. He's, he's just really good. But yeah. the one person in this movie that I think. I would like to cancel is Corey Feldman. Huh. Poor Corey. He is a parody of himself. He drives me nuts. Yeah. Do you have you seen him like what he's doing right now? Oh, his music and, and yeah, yeah. He's he, he's uh, so out there. There's so I mean, he he tours around and he plays in venues. It looks like he's playing like in small bars. Is what it looks like. Mm. I mean, he does look like big, uh, you know, big venues by any stretch of imagination, but. I keep seeing clips of him in concert all the time on different platforms and stuff. And I mean, he Wait, is. How could you go to a Corey Feldman show and like take it seriously? <laughs> I mean, he is, but he takes himself extremely serious. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, he is like he 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 looks. He dresses kind of like a Michael Jackson, all with the leather pants and he like, and he'll he'll try to dance kind of like that. And it, I'm like, I honestly though. I want to see the concert. I, I, if he was anywhere remotely close, I want to go to that show just because I'm, I want to see it. I w- He's 51 years old. I want to see it. I I, he it was, was on um, on the 80s on 8 on Sirius XM probably, I'll say six months ago. He hosted a show where basically he was playing his favorite, some of his favorite songs of the 80s. And hearing him talk, he sounds like a completely normal guy. He's just talking about his memories of different songs and stuff. And then he goes, well, one of my f- favorite songs that I ever did. I'm like, oh, good Lord, here it comes. And then he played one of his songs. It was just awful. Just awful. <laughs> well, he's like, terrible. Dude, he's terrible. terrible. So you'd want to go see him just to say you saw I want to go. Yeah, I don't want to go because I think he's a great musician. I want to go because it's Corey Feldman. It's watching a train... Trek, uh, right in front of you. I mean, it would be, it'd just be great to see. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, um, 
Tell me what if if, if 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 he was playing at the Zucchini Fest this year, would you go or would you not go? He may play there. No. Would you or would you not go? No. If, I would hope that Matt would video it and show me. If, if you wanted to make it a guy's trip and we want to go out and do that, I would do it for you. But I wouldn't. Be yeah, like, hey. if, it, if it's if it's strictly a guy's trip to yeah. just to go have fun. And, 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 and drink some probably, of good shake-ups. And probably make fun of everything that's happening while yeah. everybody yes. else is taking it serious. That's kind then of, we would do that. Point. I yeah. will go, but I will not eat the zucchini. Oh, <laughs> Me neither, brother. Yeah. 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 No mm. way. All right. No Let's... way. That shouldn't be consumed. It should be flushed. <laughs> <laughs> I like zucchini. Uh, 86, we got a different little... different little take. We got an American Tale and the Money Pit. Oh. American Tale, I will never watch just based upon that stupid music. Is that a mouse? That's Maybe. a cartoon. Yeah, five. Okay. Yeah, somewhere out there. Okay. Linda oh, Ronstadt. That's awful. Is it, is it Jeffrey Osborne or? Uh, no, it's the Neville guy, isn't it? Aaron Neville. Yeah. No, no that was a different song. I don't know. Oh, either way, it's painful. Yeah. It so was... here's probably something I shouldn't admit. Oh, I love you it. cried during American Town. No, I didn't. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw it in the theater, though. Mm. No, man, that's Did great. You? Yeah. Were you, was there, like, nothing else to see? I think I was with Diana. Was that 87? Diana? I think we went. I don't, something I'm not she sure. wanted to see? I'm not sure if we were dating yet. I think Let's we might have been see. hanging out as friends, and we may have went to see that. 1986. Oh, and crap, no. <laughs> we were dating. <laughs> was it 86? 86? Yeah, crap. What, what was it, late 86? Maybe. I, I don't know. I just said 86. No, I didn't mean 87. Never mind. I also went by myself. <laughs> I don't remember who I was. I may, you know what? I may have taken my brother. Oh, stop. That's I, even he, worse. Well, no, he'd only been three. No. He? <laughs> oh, crap. Did I get must have been dating some other girl that wanted to see That's probably what it was. Yeah. You know what? Maybe I was dating Bless some other girl. Heart. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Wow. So, Shoot. yeah, Somewhere Out There was by Linda Ronstadt and James Ingram okay. and won two Grammys for Song of the Year. Wow. Yes. Best song written specifically for a motion picture or for television. That song is terrible. Yeah. How is that the best anything? Well, I guess we it's not even the best Linda Ronstadt song. Because who did the uh, worst songs of the eighties a couple weeks ago? Oh, that's that a while ago. On the Facebook group, well, this song. song. Oh, 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 Sean, Sean yeah, Gill, yeah, yeah, yeah. should have been on there. He, oh, he probably would agree. It should be. It, it ranks up there with "That's What Friends Are For." Oh, as far as the oh that's factor. a good song though. But anyway. I know you don't believe that. So you mentioned the money pit. <laughs> the money pit, yes. I didn't see the money pit until a couple years back. Really. Yeah, I saw it probably back. I may have even seen it in the theater. I saw it back I, in the I saw it back in the And that's a Tom Hanks yeah. show. Tom Hanks, Shelley Long? Yeah, not, Shelley Long. They buy this house. They keep sinking money into. It keeps falling apart more and more. And it yeah. starts off like he, he, you know, pulls on the door and it comes off. And then like, you know, late, it just it just gets progressively worse. Yeah. It's just yeah. everything just falling apart. And it's like it just after a while, like okay, this oh, what prank falls going to happen? Right, it, it, it just got old. The floor's going to fall through. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was like the era where Tom Hanks was just tight casted. Yeah, he, he was, was he was struggling there, and then then the '90s came and it just all turned around for him. Yeah, this is yeah definitely before he was taken seriously as an actor. Jeez, what we got next there? '87. Uh, Empire of the Sun. Never saw it. That's one of those movies where I saw it advertised, like saw the trailer, and I thought, that doesn't look interesting. I could probably go back now, and I might appreciate it, kind of like the color purple. 
Mm-hmm. But um, I'd probably rather see the color purple than Empire of the Sun. Okay, Empire of the Sun is a okay. 1987 America epic coming-of-age war film story directed by Steven Spielberg and written by Tom Stoppard. Uh, let's see. The plot amid Japanese invasion of China during World War II. Uh, Jim Graham is a British schoolboy enjoying a privileged life after the attack on Pearl Harbor, Japan occupying the settlement. As a grand family evacuates the city, Jimmy is separated from his parents in the ensuing chaos. He makes his way back to their house, assuming they will return. After a length of time alone, having eaten a little remaining food, he ventures back into the city. So today, I might want to maybe see that, starring Christian Bale, John Malkovich. Hmm, yeah. Some other people I've never heard of. Huh. But uh, it might be a better better movie now than I would have. Uh, I think the title alone kind of made me not want to see It's kind of boring, it. right? Sounds kind of boring, but yeah, the, t- the title sounds boring. I don't know. I, I would, I would see. I'll that. add it on my watch list and at least watch a trailer. I guess maybe it'll be more. Yeah, so. here we go. I am to the point now, like before I watch any movie that I don't know of, like I'm watching the trailer first. Like, am I going to invest an hour and a half to two hours in this yeah. movie right. or more? So the trailer looks good. And a lot of times you see every good part of the movie isn't. Good trailer. That really sucks. It makes too. it rough. Yeah. It makes it rough. All right, uh, Empire of the Sun. Nobody's seen it. In 87 also, he has uh, he was an executive producer for two other films, uh, Batteries Not Included and Inner Space. Saw Inner Space. Oh, that Inner was Space a good movie. is awesome. That was good. Martin Short, yeah. Dennis Quaid, Meg Ryan. Yeah, that this movie is... by Rod Stewart. Yeah, at the very end. That movie is really, really funny. Yeah. It's, it's got some great lines. In fact, that was one of those movies that was out when Dean and I... Had the apartment, and we watched that all the time. It was on. We were always all watching the time. that. Hey, all it's of... Tuesday. Let's watch Interspace. Well, if it was on, we were watching it. It was <laughs> inspired by the 1966 science film Fantastic Voyage. Oh yeah, I remember that. I'll be darned. It's a good movie. And the other one was Batteries Not Included. I feel Batteries like I saw not... that. Yeah, I don't think but I did. I can't I recall. I, I remember the title had like an asterisk in front of it. Yes, that is that, but I don't right know why I can't. I, just, I can't quite. Uh, it's not one of those that I've seen. If I did see it, I haven't seen since the eighties. It's not like I watched it again later in life. Hmm. If it's even available anywhere, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I don't. I remember it being out, but I don't have any recollection of what it was even about. Yeah. But people come here for those reasons, so. Let's see what batteries include, not included is about. It's got uh, aliens help a feisty old New York couple in their battle against a ruthless land developer who's out to evict them. Aliens. Yeah. It's got a little aliens theme in a lot of his movies, don't he? Yeah. Quite a bit. Quite a bit. All right. So... Batteries not included, who cares? Randy. Randy. We're Randy in it. We're going to Randy that, baby. Uh, I could skillfully edit this as much as I can to make it not look too bad. Uh, 1988, we've got Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And also, we got The Land Before Time. So, uh, he was the executive producer for those. Both have a little cartoon influence. One's like a half and half, and the other's a straight cartoon. So, Land Before Time was a kid's movie, yeah, so I I didn't see that. I was too old for that. 
Um, but I did see Who Framed, Who Framed Roger, Roger Rabbit, Rabbit. and uh, it was it was an okay movie. I think the big thing about that was it was so cutting edge with them adding interacting humans and yeah. cartoons in the same movie. Yeah, that was yeah. like yeah, that back. hadn't been done a lot. So. Yeah, that that was very groundbreaking. I didn't really enjoy the movie so much. It was well, a silly storyline or whatever. But I was really impressed with the effects. And I, I remember actually really wanting to see that movie. I'm like, I couldn't wait to. Like when I heard it was coming out, I'm going, no freaking way. They're, I mean, the, the yeah. thought of that, them being on the same screen, I thought, like, how are they going to do this? You know, um, and, and Jessica Rabbit. I mean, come on, hello. I yeah. When I started dating Diana in '88, that's when I was living with Dean. And we had a Jessica Rabbit poster up on our <laughs> wall in the family room, like next to the TV. And because why wouldn't you? And she did not like that at all. She did not. <laughs> I, I said, I was like, Diane's a cartoon. <laughs> she did not like this. Now she Cartoons couldn't care less. Are supposed to look hot. She couldn't care less now. But at the time, that was just you know she was young and and she just she just didn't like that I had a, a, a picture of that cartoon rabbit up on my wall <laughs> in her little dress. <laughs> Well, I guess she wasn't a rabbit. Her name was Rabbit. Yeah, she was. She was Jessica. She rabbit, was Jessica Rabbit. But, she was married to. But Rock she wasn't rabbit. an actual rabbit. Yeah, no. she was a person. It was uh, person. voiced by. Is uh, it Kathleen Turner? Ah, yes. Thank you. Yes. There was. Pretty sure. Okay. Uh, let's see. That was eighty-eight. Let's see if there's another one up here in 88. Nope, so it takes us to 89. Which we got Indiana Jones. We got Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Uh, which we kind of tied into already. We've got also in 89, we've got the movie Always. Richard Always. Dreyfus, John Goodman, and uh, yeah, was it Holly like, Hunter. Yeah, that was like... Uh, an aviator type movie, wasn't it? Romantic fantasy drama. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. I, if I remember it correctly, it was, it was a good movie. I don't recall that one. Audrey Hepburn was in it. A lot of star power. Yeah. Yeah, most of his stuff was star power. Um, also in 89, uh, he was executive producer on uh, Back to the Future Part 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Man, I couldn't wait for that sequel. Oh, I could. Yeah. Either. Dude, and I and I I mean I, I love the original I love the original but the beginning of, of two when he actually goes he goes back and he sees himself in a timeline already and then you have like you know two Michael J Fox in the same timeline which is, is different than his original timeline that's when my head started to explode and going oh this is awesome I mean I, I love that I love that yeah if you don't so, think about it too much it was really yeah, cool the way the yeah, way they did that story I love that. and Biff becoming rich because yeah. he oh, yeah. had that book. It just, it, all, all their timelines were just amazing. And just the way they tied in the first <coughs> movie with that second. I just, I, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yep, yep. Good stuff. Um, okay. Oh, we're going to Randy this one, I think. Uh, tummy Trouble? No, no idea. idea. No. <laughs> That's bad. It's nothing. Tommy it's it's uh, the uh, it's the Roger Rabbit shorts are a series oh, of three yeah, animated yeah. shorts. Oh they, yeah, they yeah. Had by Disney. Before, yeah, they had that like before Who Framed Roger Rabbit, like the cartoon, like the three minute short. Yes. Before. 
Like they used to do with Bugs Bunny yeah, back sure. in the days. Mm-hmm. Okay. And oh, they yeah, did that yeah. with some of the I Toy Story now. movies. They had like little shorts in front yeah, of them. Yeah, so just little short films. Okay, also in 89, the the film Dad with uh, Ted, Ted Danson, Danson. Uh, Jack Lemmon, and uh, yeah, let's see, Olympia Dukakis, Kevin Spacey, Ethan Hawke, Dad. And that has a lot of movies in a, in in a, a decade. single decade. Yeah. That's like, it's a ton. And then he's done so much after that. Oh, yeah. It's just amazing how much he's oh, been involved in. I thought we were done. Was wow. Oh, no, that was it. Yeah. Okay. Was, so okay. I thought. That's <laughs> so a lot. It's a huge, um, huge resume. So here's a question for you. Beyond 1980s, like, or even before, think about Jaws, Close Encounters, whatever. What's your favorite non-80s Steven Spielberg film? Uh, probably Saving Private Ryan. Well, I thought you just say West Side Story. <laughs> <laughs> no. You would think it, uh, <laughs> Hook was my second one, but uh, but uh, Saving Private Ryan. See. Mine's probably Forrest Gump. I I just I remember someone telling me about this movie, and I thought this it just sounds boring. But when I went and saw it, and I see how they they weave him Throughout through history, history and it's yeah. like he's just he's done he's everything. Genius. He doesn't realize it, right? He's, he's just genius. he's had a hand in so many. Historical moments. I just thought that was kind of a neat storyline. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. What about you, Rob? Uh, me, it would be Super 8. Super 8? Super 8. Have you guys really? seen Super 8? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Is that like the train wreck? Gosh, or something? yes, you guys have got That's to a see great this one. movie. Yeah, you may this, one out of my list. This group of friends, they're teenagers. Well, they're not quite teenagers. They're like middle school age. It takes place in 1979 in a fictional town in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And these kids are, are trying to make a short film for a contest and it's kind of autobiographical with Steven Spielberg like you know he's of course much older but like he did something very similar and as they're filming some crazy supernatural weird things happen don't want to give the movie away to you guys but I mean it is good some really good performances J.J. Abrams directed it Produced by Steven Spielberg, um, a lot of young stars in it. Uh, Elle Fanning was in it. Um, she's the only one you recognize. Zach Mills, you maybe recognize him. Um, Noah Emmerich, uh, he's uh, he plays a police officer. So there's there's several people in it. Kyle Chandler's in it. Mm-hmm. He's our guy from Friday Night Lights. Yep. But it is a it is an outstanding movie. So it sounds like Close Encounters for teenagers almost almost yeah because so yeah, they do encounter aliens and mm-hmm. they do interact with them okay and uh yeah it's super it's eight. good yeah you, guys yeah, you made me watch it. that a little while ago it was what, good. super eight yeah you pushed me yeah we we did a podcast a couple years ago about movies that were set in the 80s this was 79 but we let it slide because <coughs> but good soundtrack of course that mm-hmm. time era right, music. We'll check it out yeah like it I mean, yeah. I think I, I think I I, I got to go with uh, Jurassic Park. I mean, just for a blockbuster. Oh yeah. I mean, it's just oh it's yeah. Just, I mean, at the time, like the coolest thing ever. Like you know, I mean, now we see so many Jurassic Parks. It's like oh yeah 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 yeah. Another one. Yeah. But I mean, that, that first, first one, one, you're like, freak. That's I bet that's what it was like. You know, mm-hmm. I I just thought he, he took something that we've had in our imagination for years. 
and he kind of depicted it pretty cool. Rock the light, yeah. yeah. So there, there's one that I would like to see. It's a newer one uh, called The Fablemans. Yeah, I, I, is that supposed to be like kind of an autobiography? Yeah, it's about auto him being point. a kid. His dad has a movie camera, so he starts filming stuff, and it's his his life. And they, he's got lots of uh, lots of critical response. Uh, the Rotten Tomato scores are good for both fans and critics. Uh, you can now see it like on Vudu or Prime or something. You can purchase it or rent it. It's it's still in some theaters too, so it's what I've been trying to see for a while. I just either like, here's what I hate about this era of of uh, films. Yeah, is like, like if say you want to go to see AMC to see a, a movie, and like okay, this movie is like on at two o'clock and seven o'clock. Yeah, but there are seventy five times you can see Avatar. Yeah. Right. Even the people who see Avatar, once they see it, maybe they'll see it a second time. I don't know. I have no interest in it. Uh, but, you know, it's like, why don't you, you know, take this film, play it every two or three hours throughout the day in this one theater, like it was back in the olden days. Mm -hmm. Right. Instead of having to have every theater taken up by this one film. I get it. It's a blockbuster. It probably should have a couple. But take these other ones here. Give me multiple times to see it. Let me plan my day around it. Come on. But every time I've tried to see this movie, I, I couldn't. So yeah. if the box office returns are low, it's because probably people like me maybe wanted to see it. but there's Couldn't buy a time to do it. Yeah, twice a day. Crazy. Anyhow. Um, anybody else have anything else on Steven Spielberg? Uh, a couple of interesting facts. I saw an interview with him, and he talks about the first time he ever saw a movie. He thought he was going to the circus. Really? Yes, his dad took him to the movie for the uh, the greatest show on earth. Okay. And at first he's like all disappointed because he thought he's going to be at the circus, and then absolutely fell in love with movies at that point. Hmm. But another fun fact is he actually was rejected to USC, Southern California School of Film. Was so, he really? He's kicking themselves now. So he became an English major. At his father's encouragement, because that's something he could fall back on, huh? So. Wow, that's kind of crazy. That is crazy. So the greatest producer couldn't get into film school. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like we talk about some of these films that get rejected. Well, it, it, yeah, it's, like, it's really? the same story. Like you know, the, the everyone story tells of Michael Jordan getting cut from his basketball team or whatever. However true that may or not been, but eh. same premise, you know. Yeah. And then there was another, in an interview, talked about he had a three-day pass. I believe it was Universal Studios. And so he, he went there for three days. He came back on the fourth day. He had been there so much, the guard recognized him. Just thought he worked there. Like, hey, how you doing today? He just, for the next two months, he just kept walking in and meeting people. And that's how he got his really? first apprenticeship, was just kind of just showing up every day at the oh, studio. Wow, so that is cool. I, I read an article today um what one of his his first professional job was to direct a segment of night gallery which mm -hmm. was a rod serling from twilight zone his thing and he was directing joan crawford oh wow he was oh, only like wow. 20 21 years old or yeah something and like she that. was upset like who you, know, you know who i am and who is this kid and what are you people doing and then once she met him she said she began to work with him she understood why he was hired and she said there are many people in Hollywood she's worked with that didn't have his insight and his direction. 
she said she knew that he was going to be huge, and hmm. she was right. Yeah. So, thank you, Steven Spielberg. I know you listen to our show. Absolutely. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if he just chimed in? Sh- you know, boys. If you had anything to say, Stephen, we got a Facebook page called <laughs> Living in the Eighties. If you'd like to join, come see us. Come see us. But yes, thank you for for the um, for the awesome work you've done. You've you know you're part of our coming of age. Oh, absolutely. Us growing up, all the films, all the memories, and you continue to do that. So hats off to Steven Spielberg. So. Absolutely. That is it for this week and living in the 80s. Guys, thank you for joining. Thank you for being here tonight. We are going to close out tonight from the movie Interspace, 1987. Here is Rod Stewart with Twisting the Night Away. Guys, thanks. Take care. God bless. We'll see you next week. You gotta do the truffle shuffle.